Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio. This is episode 73, and it's Friday, July 8th, 2022. So welcome back, guys. Um, I just did an episode earlier this week, 72, about um, landing pages and using them for various purposes to, to run different promotions and segmenting those promotions. You can track which campaign is doing better. So just kind of a high-level uh, plug there, guys, for episode 72, uh, which I, I believe we, we uh, publish uh, Wednesday, um, if I remember correctly. So anyway, check that out if you guys get a chance. Hope everybody's having a great week and ready for the weekend. Um, something I wanted to relay to you guys today, it'd be kind of a brief episode, but I think it's kind of a valuable vignette for you guys to consider when you think about um, how you go about marketing yourself from an authority and a credibility standpoint to your audience, and you're looking for, you know, you're looking for a way to develop traction with that audience over time, and then sort of managing your expectation, uh, which is kind of a dangerous word. I mean, usually we don't attach expectation to to doing branding and marketing of a, of a, of a sort of general nature, um, because that's not the intent that we want to have come through, but. Um, I, I think what, what could be helpful about this episode for you guys is to kind of, as I walk you through this example, this situation that I, this is, a, this is an example from my, uh, from my life that I'm, that I'm sharing directly. So it's kind of like, you know, something I witnessed firsthand from the other side of the equation, from the, from the side of being marketed at by a company versus doing the marketing, you know, towards the customer. So so that's that's kind of this perspective I'm I'm talking to you from. But I want to do this because I want you guys to kind of really, if you, if you haven't already, kind of wrap your arms around the task that you have at, at you know that you have before you, when you are selling something of high value, like a high ticket kind of a sale in particular. Like, you know, if you're selling a product that's maybe like in the just using U.S. dollars for example, you know, in the ten to eighty dollar price point, you know, something like that. You see a lot more impulse purchasing at that level. I mean, you still need to be advertising and marketing, but you can you can prey upon impulse and you can prey upon short decision cycles. But when you're making when you're when you're offering something that's got a high ticket to it, and usually we're talking, I would say at least you know from a U.S. standpoint, a high ticket offer, you know, several hundred dollars, like north of five hundred dollars. But really, we're usually talking about some some four digit number, you know, a thousand and up. Uh, maybe even into the five digits, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 type of thing. Um, you, you just enter a whole new ball game in terms of having to prime the pump and, you know, almost, almost like kind of circle the customer without ever approaching them, if that makes sense. Like just constantly putting out authoritative content that tells that potential customer, Wow, there, there's somebody in the marketplace here who really seems to know what they're talking about that really resonates with me. I'm gravitating towards that person, and the sale then gets made. Nobody tried to sell me, but I went to the sale. I went to that vendor and said, hey, I am interested in your services. I am interested in your product. And so basically, here, here's the story for me. So uh, reached a point in, in, in my life, you know, being mid-40s and everything, Really started to think about, okay, got to get the estate together, got to get a will, got to get a trust, got to put some of these financial mechanisms in place to protect my family, protect my young son, that sort of thing. And so I went out to YouTube and I started playing around out there, just looking some stuff up. So I run across a video that looked very well produced, 
um, you know, in terms of, you know, just kind of having the right elements in place. Had a clear title, you know, had a good thumbnail on it. Um, and it, it, it spoke, you know, I watched the video and it spoke directly to uh, this question I had about, you know, why would you set up a thing called, you know, here in the States called a living trust? Why would you set one up? What does it do? What does it accomplish for you? So I watched the video, loved how the individual who was presenting, a gentleman named Clint Coons, uh, you know, Clint was, was very clear in his explanation. Uh, it didn't take him forever to make that explanation. It was like a, maybe like a 10-minute video. Um, and and he, he, he definitely knew what he was talking about. I mean, it was just a very authoritative, credibility-building video. The other thing he did, uh, which, again, became significant sort of maybe later on as I kind of, you know, ruminated on all this, is that in that video, he addressed something, excuse me, that wasn't maybe the most popular aspect of why you'd set up a living trust or why you'd even be concerned about certain certain ways that you set it up, uh, but that would probably be on most parents' minds, which is, you know, is your child, you know, when should they take possession of certain assets or monies or what, you know, should it fall right in their lap at any age? Should it be like a graduated, you know, disbursement? Should it be like you don't get it until you're 35 years old or some other number? You know, it's, it's a question that as a parent, you know, obviously you want the best for your child, but you wonder like what is the best way to trigger this transfer, you know, upon, you know, whenever the, the, the trust kicks in for that individual. So, so there was a segment in this video where Clint spoke directly to that issue. You know, he didn't shy away from it. He said, you know, he, he used his own experience. And I think that was what took it even a step further is he talked about his own children and passing on real estate assets to them and when he thought the right time to do that was, if he should even pass it all to them. You know, he tackled those thorny, difficult issues and he put that out there and addressed it. And it resonated with me. There was a connection made there, right? So, you know, so anyway, you know, I watched the video. I get up to speed on this subject. I start looking at more of his videos. I start looking at more of the company that he... Uh, that, that he works for in their videos about other things related to trusts and wills and estates and finance and so forth. And, you know, I do that due diligence. And eventually, as I'm ready to pull the trigger, I realize that, you know, I want, you know, I want to, um, you know, go a different route at that time. You know, I, I, I knew that there was somebody who I, uh, who I was familiar with who used a certain estate planning firm. And I said, hey, let me, you know, l- let me go ahead and use them to set up uh, this this will and this trust because they're right down the street basically you know, this isn't some company in the sky kind of a thing so I diverted from what I had you know learned and kind of gathered from uh, Clint and his firm and I hired somebody local and they did my trust and my will and that was that but I kept watching Clint's content I kept coming back and watching other things like how do you protect real estate assets how do you you know how do you choose entities for you know, not only your real estate assets or if you have a business or whatever, you know, just something I'm interested in from a general business perspective, right? So I, I, I gather this information, I'm going through all this stuff and I'm just accumulating and accumulating and accumulating and all the while Clint is sort of being burned into my brain. Like I just, if I think about one of these subjects, I go watch his videos, right? And it becomes like a, like a synaptic connection between the two, right? So anyway, so that's what's happening at the time uh, across 2020. You know, this goes back a couple of years. So across 2020 and 2021. And so, you know, as I, you know, as I start to really become more focused now, not just on the trust and the estate, but on specific investments and how to handle those investments, how to deal with them, uh, you know, from, a, from an entity perspective and a, and a protection perspective, 
I realize like there's another individual that I'm familiar with who has used this company. Uh, you use them in, in the sense they had a consultation with them. So I go to that individual. I'm like, hey, what was your experience like when you talked to these guys? Okay, so we had a conversation about that, me and my colleague. You know, okay, you know, got it. So I gather that information. Then I take that information, and there were some written materials, you know, some, some brochures and stuff. I go through those, put the whole thing aside, continue, you know, looking at other options. What about this option? What about that option? But I keep coming back to the brand. I keep coming back to the YouTube channel. I keep coming back to the authority that's being established along the way. And I'm like, well, those are the guys, that firm, that I've got the clearest in my head as being the best for this potential job. So then I engage them. Like, hey, I'm going to do a free consultation with these guys. You know, I let my, my, uh, my contact, my friend know, hey, can I get the contact that you spoke to? I want to talk to the same guy. So I talk to him. We have a conversation. We schedule a follow-up a few days later where I gathered more questions and responded to the things he told me. I asked all those questions. Then, you know, he had to leave on vacation or something like that, gave me a chance to look up more questions, and now I'm on pace to close out this arrangement, sign up to this, to this uh, service that they, that they provide for protecting investments using entities and corporations and tax planning and all that kind of stuff, after essentially two plus years of YouTube videos, checking out the website, talking to other individuals, talking to other options, other firms, even diverting at one point and using a niche firm to do just this one thing, to do just the estate planning and the trust and the will, not all the other stuff, not all the entity protection and the investments and things of that nature, right? And so go through all of that over this two plus year period of time. And it just strikes me the other day as I sort of like come to the conclusion of this, this whole process. I'm like, these guys content marketed me for the last two plus years. They triangulated me for two plus years. They knew this was, you know, not just about me in general. They knew that this was a, this was a big decision for anybody. This was a four figure US dollar uh, transaction that was, you know, depending on what you were, you know, how many entities you need set up, do you need tax planning, do you need consultation, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different price points, but they basically started in the low four digits, and then they go all the way up into the high four digits and even beyond, and so they've just been triangulating me and people like me by pumping out this content, pumping out this authority, pumping out this credibility, and just, and just circling, circling, circling. And then when the, when the prospect has been branded or, or they have been branded into the prospect's mind, the prospect approaches and the prospect engages. And nobody, you know, no, I, I've never, you know, I, I got to say, guys, I mean, I'm not saying this stuff is bad, but I never saw an ad for this company. I never got targeted. Nobody ever wrote me an email in a, in a marketing funnel or anything like that. And again, not that those things are bad. Those are, in, those are all uh, um, relevant tactical measures you can take to market and advertise your, your services. But these guys focused basically exclusively on content marketing, on branding, on just building a voice and a presence over time that just starts to magnetize people. It just starts to sweep them up into their web. And that's what happened to me. And I mean, I had to step back from it. And I was like, this is a really incredible journey I went on from a marketing standpoint. I mean, you know, uh, since, since getting into the marketing game, you know, almost five years ago, um, you know, it's, it's like you start to see things that you never saw before. 
you know, it's like, you know, if you guys go back a bunch of episodes, go back to like early 2022, where I talk about some of the case studies, like, like the, uh, the Porsche commercial or the Apple Watch commercial. I mean, these are things that, you know, they used to just be commercials, but now you can see the advertising and you can see the branding in particular. You can see how it's being done and what, and what tactics are being used on you. When, when, you, when you think about it the way that I think about it. So, so that's what I see now is not only the service that I'm ordering from these guys for, for my investments, but also from a marketing standpoint and how they eventually wore me down without ever trying to wear me down. Nobody pitched me. I mean, when I was on the phone with this representative, there was no like, okay, when do you want to get started? When do, what, do you want, what credit card do you want to put this on? You know, there was no pressurized tactics being deployed against me. I mean, there was one or two presumptive statements like, hey, when we work together, instead of saying if we work together. Um, but that's fine. I mean, that, that's, to me, I expect that, and I, and I would expect some confidence there on the other end of the phone about that. But there was no sales tactic. There was no pushing me forward. There was no, you know, like, oh, I'm slipping down this slippery slope kind of feeling, you know, when I talk to these guys or when I consume their content. So um, anyway, I mean, you know, they use calls to action. You know, hey, you know, if you're interested, book a call, that kind of stuff. But really, really incredible journey there, guys. So I, I just wanted to share this with you as we head into the weekend. Think about how you're marketing yourself from a content standpoint, you know, content marketing from a, uh, from a brand authenticity and credibility standpoint and things of that nature, okay? So anyway, with that, guys, you know, would, would love it. You know, if you guys want to talk more about that, you, you need some help kind of getting oriented on that, let us know. We would love to talk to you about it. You can find Transform on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, just type in Transform and then come over to our website, transform.com. But anyway, really appreciate you guys supporting, following the podcast. Uh, Definitely, um, you know, definitely uh, appreciate all the support and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, like, share, subscribes that you guys throw our way. So anyway, with that, everybody have a great weekend. I'll be back next week. Uh, Should have uh, two episodes for you next week, uh, 74, 75. Uh, So we'll be three quarters of the way to, uh, to 100 by the time we wrap things up. But Uh, Anyway, uh, with that, guys, great talking to you again. Uh, Great spending some time with you. We appreciate uh, all your support, all the the listens and and the likes and the shares. Can't say that enough. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Good night.